We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast, sponsored by No Halftime, the newest way to create fantasy challenges for one-on-one matchups. Download it today at nohalftime.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we cover the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. I want to let you know that the Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate and review us, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, are you ready to rock on this five-game slate, sir? Yeah, let's uh, let's get to it, man. I like it. Yeah, so we've got um, five teams on the schedule, and we've got Miami versus Minnesota. Uh, we have OKC at Chicago, Charlotte at Dallas coming off the blowout win against Chicago. That was a bit of a surprise there, but it worked out for my uh, Nicholas Batum call, so mm-hmm. feeling pretty good about that. We got the... Um, what we I think you and I consider maybe the best defensive team in terms of uh, f- fantasy points allowed in the league, the Utah Jazz, traveling on the road to one of the worst de- defensive teams in the league, although they are coming off a win against the Lakers, the Denver Nuggets. And then we have the Memphis Grizzlies, who bounce back in a nice way, uh, continuing their road trip on the West Coast at Portland to round out the Thursday night slate. So let's go ahead and d- dive into it here at the point guard position here, Benny here. Um, we're talking about point guards here uh, for cash game and GPPs. So let's go ahead and take a look at your top options. Yeah, I think today is a day that I'm definitely going to be paying up for Russell Westbrook. 
I think he's far and away the best option we have. Uh, Chicago point guard defense is not all that great. Um, basically, at this point, Derrick Rose is, you know, a shell of the guy who was an MVP a couple years ago. So I would have no problem paying up for Westbrook here. He is easily number one on the list for me. Um, coming down from Westbrook, the next guy who's kind of interesting to me is Ricky Rubio. He's just been putting up some huge numbers lately, and his price isn't too crazy. I think uh, over on DraftKings, he's probably about the you know seven thousand range he was the other night, seventy one hundred in his last game. So you know at that price, I think there is upside to be had for tournaments uh, because it's not too expensive. He's a guy that's been contributing across the board. So those are the two guys that I'm really looking at up at the top end. Uh, Kemba Walker, also a little bit interesting to me, but that's pretty much about it for me as far as the uh, point guard spot goes on this slate. Um, you have anybody else, or what do you think of those guys? Uh, th- those are all definitely in play. I'm, I'm on board with Wes- Russell Westbrook uh, there as well. You are obviously going to pay top dollar, 10, 10.3 on, on DK, but he has been so close to a triple-double on multiple occasions. Take a look at the game log here. 25-8 and 11 with two steals. Um, and then against uh, Denver, game well in hand here, but 15-9 and 8 with three steals. And then he comes up with uh, the the monster game. The uh, I think the double overtime forty eight and eleven, so which he obviously you know paid off uh, his value and and then some handsomely. And then um, the season opener with he had thirty three and, and and ten uh, assists. So if you take a look at his his uh, his fantasy value overall, he's been over fifty uh, three fantasy points or more in three out of the four games. And the one game against Denver, one of the worst teams in the league, they'll be bouncing a lot of uh, ping-pong balls this season when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, that game was well on hand uh, in a blowout where they won by, what, 24, 25, game, 25 points, 24 points. So obviously a top option. You are going to pay top dollar. Um, and you, it, it is a um, tougher matchup in terms of defense. But you're right, Derek Rose – um, hasn't defended the the point guard position particularly well. They're a, a good um, you know team defense, but not uh, like a team by any stretch of the imagination that I sort of have to go out of my way to uh, avoid at the point guard position. I actually do want to take a look at how they fared last last season because it is basically the exact same defensive setup with Aaron Brooks behind. Um, Derek Rosa at, at point guard, though I don't think that's anything that we really need to be concerned about in terms of fades uh, overall. So taking a look here, yeah, you know what? Bottom ten in the league uh, last mm-hmm. last season at forty two point six seven fantasy points allowed to opposing po- point guards. So when you sort of think of Bulls, you think okay, one of the better defensive teams in the league. But I actually think they've uh, gone like a, a, a down tick overall this season when you factor in that Joakim Noah is out of the starting lineup and they've replaced him with Nico Meritich in that front line so it's a lot weaker in terms of defense um outside of the you know um or in terms of who, who's defending the paint which should uh you know Russell Westbrook you know he likes to get the rack, to the rack as much as any other point guard in the league so I'm on board for sure with paying up um the other issue that we have because it's a five game slate is you really can't make a big case for um anybody in terms of like value options i think i'm probably going to draw the line at uh, at kemba waka 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 here um Mm -hmm. who's been hovering around 7k overall um nice game that that he uh, was able to put together in in limited action before um the game you know 
they, they decided to just sit everybody in the fourth uh, quarter. Uh, 26 minutes, 13 points, five, uh, five assists, two rebounds, and, uh, and two blocks. Um, so ended up still coming fairly close to paying off the 7K price tag. Are you interested in, in him at the 7K range as one of the bottom options against Dallas? To me, that's an appealing matchup with the um, Darren Williams slash Raymond Felton slash J.J. Barea Devin Harris four-man point guard combo. Yeah, I actually don't hate it. Um, I wanted to actually touch on the point that you just made, though. With this being a small slate, um, you're absolutely right. I have a lot of trouble finding some of those cheap guys, and you know you're going to need some of them if you want to play a guy like a Westbrook on this slate. Mm-hmm. And as of now, like I'm honestly you know, hoping we get some injury situations or something because – I don't really know how I could fit something in that I'm that I like. I think you're going to wind up having to maybe take a punt who you're really not liking, even even maybe in cash game, just to fit in some of the guys that you like. Because there aren't a lot of cheap options. Most of the guys that I like that I have written down here that I'm looking at are, you know, a little more expensive on the, on the higher end. And I'm usually someone who's very value conscious, but I just don't see a lot of it here. Yeah, you don't. And I, and I wish I could feel better about C.J. McCollum who is you know, one of the cheaper values that's point guard eligible on DraftKings at 6700 but it is Memphis, so that's just not an, uh, an attractive play, and you know the total is probably going to be one of the lower ones, Memphis you know, playing at home. So I might have a, a, a few shares there. I actually might not uh, be too um, opposed to taking a shot at Trey Burke for 47. Um, he's actually had um, some uh, back-to-back decent games here, um, you know, producing across the board, they're 15, three, uh, three round, three assists, two steals and, and, and hitting a tray. So for, for 4,700, that's probably maybe a spot that you can make a case for. Let, let's, let's think about this here for a second, Betty. What do we need at 4,700 to pay off that tag? Uh, um, is that, we talking 4,700 on Fandle or DraftKings? DraftKings. Okay. So on DraftKings, you need. Uh, five and a half times. So at forty seven hundred, you're looking at twenty two, probably about twenty six, twenty seven fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's very very close. Fifteen three and three with two steals is about going to get it done for you. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's yeah with the steals especially the steals are huge. Yeah. So that that's not too bad if he's able to 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 score some points and put up some some extra offense there off the bench. Only that's the only problem that you have is that he's he is, you know, right around the 21 to 26 minute range um mm-hmm. in that spot so you're forced to gamble just a little bit in some of those spots. But so there's the the I think the absolute lowest that we can go um with in, in terms of what you can make a, a case for point guard. Uh, Moudier is interesting to me. He would have been more interesting if he wasn't playing Utah and you know this guy's been struggling with outside shot and you really and he's a guy that's sort of a little bit more dependent on getting to the rack because he has a suspect outside jumper as we've talked about them on multiple occasions sort of like a mini Tyreek Evans. So I feel like you could have made a case for him if the matchup wasn't so terrible, 5,900. So um, th- that's the issue that, I'm, that, that I have overall. All right, so um, let's go ahead and move on to the, uh, let's see here, uh, shooting guard position here, Benny. And let's go ahead and talk about uh, a couple of potential options that you have today for uh, these, this short slate. Yeah, I mean, it's, to be honest with you guys, it's pretty ugly. Uh, you know, you could look at a guy like Dwayne Wade, whose price is a little bit down from where it, you know, had been in seasons past. He's only at about seven thousand uh, dollars. 
Uh, his game logs have been, you know, they've been okay. He put up a couple games in the 30s, which have been about five times value. Like, you know, he's been right right knocking on the uh, on the door. Uh, he hasn't really been playing big minutes. He's only playing about 29 a game at this point, like just a tad around around 30. He, he definitely gets the shots off. He's been putting up 20 points in each one of these games, so that's good. Um, but if you can hear it in my voice, I'm not really loving putting Dwayne Wade into a roster or paying up for a guy like Dwayne Wade. The other guy you can look at is obviously Jimmy Butler. I think both of these guys make sense in cash. They're both pretty safe. They're both going to give you, you know, a pretty solid value. You get a little bit more at a, at a Butler. You got to pay a little bit more for him, but I can't really find anything else that I really like. Um, you know, I was looking at a guy like maybe an Alec Burks, but that's about it for me. I mean, I don't, I don't really see anything else at the shooting guard position that I, you know, would be able to put in my roster. And it's tough because again, if you have to pay up here at shooting guard, you're still going to have to find some cheap value somewhere. And I, and I just can't really see too many spots that I really like it right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm having some issues here um, as, as well. You know, but this is the sort of the situation that we have um, with the, the shorter slate. Some of these options are just going to be like, you know, best of the worst uh, case scenario. So and 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 if you if you find like a one or two solid pun options, you're just going to have to sort of like take a stand in, in some of those spots here. So, yeah, we, we can t- see how far we can potentially slide down. All right, so I want to get your quick take here, Benny, on Wes Matthews coming off the injury. We're getting like a, like a bargain basement price overall at um, 4500 and the minutes are you know ticking upwards in the like uh, 2700 range overall on on him. Um, n- not a ton of production overall. When at what point can we start to sort of dive in? Do you need to see like a full sort of complement of points? Because the best he's basically done is is 10 and two. In any in any personal spot, you know he hasn't got a ton of shots, but th- this is like if there was ever a play that you could sort of say, all right, here's you know the bargain guy to sort of try to jump in, Han. Here's here's your spot. So where are we at? Are we still in wait and see mode with Wes Matthews, or do we have like some opportunity here? Yeah, I like the fact that the minutes are up, but I still need to see the production because right now his production is just it's bad. I mean, he has. On DraftKings, he hasn't had over 17 fantasy points so far this season, and even at a price of 4,500, that's not enough for me to, you know, for me to hop on him yet. He's a guy that has always been mostly dependent on the actual points he scores to score his fantasy points. He doesn't contribute big numbers in any other categories, really. He'll get you a couple rebounds, a couple assists as well, um, but if he's not putting up at least 15 points, I can't use him even even if his price is below 5,000. Yeah, I so think I'm, I'm with yeah, you. Go, Sorry, I was just going to say Burks is basically how, where we got to draw the line. So, yeah, I think Alex Burks is the best we can actually, we can actually do in terms of like plays that are going to be available for you. Um, the, the rest of the, the, the spots, everybody else, Kevin Martin, one-hit wonder, Courtney Lee, not consistent enough, Kevin, uh, Gerald Green, um, We'll love him and we'll play him in DFS as soon as D Wade gets hurt or you know uh, Luol Deng even goes down. But until then, we're 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 just not in a spot that we can really trust um, any of these guys on a consistent basis. So we're really stuck at the shooting guard position. Is basically what it's coming down to. 
Um, let's go, go ahead and move on to the small forward position here, Benny. But before we do, I want to let the beloved pod listeners know that if um, you aren't subscribing to rotowire.com but you're listening to this podcast, now is the best time to actually jump in and do so. You're going to love the website. Try it for free at rotowire.com slash pod. Features include lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, and college football and soccer, by the way. Uh, up to the mint depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits for NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, online, and in magazine format. We send it right over to your house. And uh, you can try the uh, the rotowire.com subscription for 10 days for free right now. So just go to rotowire.com slash pod and get signed up today. Get your 10-day free trial. Try out these lineup optimizers. We use a lot of these lineup optimizers and rankings ourselves to give you some of the top plays that are available on FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, so make sure you check that out. That's rotowire.com slash pod. All right, moving on here to the middle small four position. Let's see if we can sort of scrape up some value plays here. It looks like we're, we're, we're in better shape overall mm-hmm. at the small four position uh, as opposed to the corner that we got backed into at, at shooting guard, Benny, here. So yeah. uh, what do you like in terms of uh, top cash and GBP? All right, well, here's here's what I want to say to everybody. Kevin Durant today, to me, is is not playable. And it has nothing to do with him. But like you said, this is one of the few spots where you can find some guys that are a little bit cheaper that we actually can stomach putting in a lineup. So if you're playing in a, in a GPP today, I think that you can look at Durant because he's going to be really low-owned because everybody is going to be looking to these guys that make sense at small forward as a way to save. And some of the guys I'm talking about, you have uh, – you know, Danilo Gallinari, who's been in like the 64, 6,500 range on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's putting up some pretty good games. He's also had a couple games that were a little bit subpar. But um, I think that he's somebody you can look at. I really like your boy Nick Batum. Uh, you know, he's been putting up 30-plus fantasy points in the last couple games. A little bit more expensive than Gallinari, but only a couple hundred bucks. He's been like, you know, in the 65, $6,800 range, somewhere in there. And then even if you wanted to come down a little bit further from that, uh, Rodney Hood, who's still below four thousand uh, dollars, putting up twenty five, thirty fantasy points in the, in his last couple games. So he's somebody you can look at to save some money. And Al Farouk Aminu, who we talked about the other day as well, you know, still below five thousand dollars, putting up thirty fantasy points. So these are guys that are giving you good returns, giving you good value, paying off their salaries. And you know, again, they're a lot cheaper than. You know, the people that we have at the other positions, there are a lot better options at that price than, you know, paying for some of the four or $5,000 shooting guards that we talked about before. So I think that you do have to look down in that range somewhere at those four guys, depending on who else you use in your roster and which one of them fits in. I actually like all four of them here today, um, and I'm probably going to have some shares of all of them as I'm building my rosters across the different sites. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. So basically, Gordon Hayward. And Kevin Durant are the two guys who are, are like, um, well, Gordon Hayward isn't really actually priced up. He's 6,900, so uh, he'll probably be in this at 7K-ish range. And, uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins there at, at 6,200. Like, all these guys, you're basically going to, this is going to be where you're going to save your cash on Thursday at small forward. You're right. So, yeah, we just can't use Kevin Durant as an option when we know that, that we're in the spots we are already in at point guard and shooting, having sort of reviewed what's available i'm with you on rodney hood uh as well um love what he's doing off the bench in that six-man role getting 22 to 29 minutes scoring a ton chipping in with the rebounds 
um, actually came up with six assists in the season opener there. So I don't expect that to, um, you know, be something. Yeah, that that's I, an outlier. Yeah, for, for sure. But, <laughs> but you do like the fact that he's sort of, you know, chipping in a little bit here or there across the board. So he's not completely scoring dependent four steals in the Indiana game against a good defensive mm-hmm. team there as well. So, uh, you know, reason for definitely upside and under 4K, going to be one of my at least at least a GPP share for sure uh, mm-hmm. on, the, on the Thursday slate. And that's sort of what we've gone where we where we have to draw the line in terms of uh, p- potential uh, options that make some sense. Everybody else, you've got some some six men who can who can blow up, who can, you can scratch a lottery ticket on like, you know, the. Uh, Doug McDermott's, the Justice Winslow's, the Jeff Green's, and Chandler Parsons just not ready yet with getting all the 14 to 15 minutes. Those are guys that we can keep an eye on, but they need sort of a role change or a minute expansion for us to really trust and roll them um, at the small forward position. And we've got 6K value across the board, like you said, uh, um, outside of uh, KD. So that's where we need to sort of, um, you know, bookmark ourselves and make sure we save some cash in order to get the lineup, uh, lineup options that we need um, at small forward. Um, I'm sorry, at power forward and center coming up. And speaking of power forward, let's go ahead and move along here, Benny. Uh, top options today on the board for cash and GPP on this five-game slate for you. Yeah, I'm actually trying to save here at power forward a little. Uh, Derek Favors ha- it was the guy who I liked the most, but apparently he has an, in- uh, an illness and he may not play, which actually changes a lot for me with that Utah team. I still think their defense is very good, but obviously part of the reason their defense is so good is because they funnel everybody down to, you know, Gobert and Favors, and those two guys are also really good rebounders and control the glass. Um, So I think that if Favors doesn't play, that's, you know, that really could change a lot of things around. There are a couple cheap options here as well who are guys that I'm looking at. Um, You know, Miritich has been pretty good all season. His price is starting to come up. Uh, he's actually not played, um, you know, not scored as well in the last couple games that they played. That Charlotte game, though, they just looked really, really bad. Um, I don't know what that was all about. But in the other games before that, he had put up some decent numbers. So he's somebody I think you can look at. But I'm actually looking cheap. A uh, guy like uh, Marvin Williams, who, you know, again, I don't really love him. His price is starting to come up now as well. But he's getting 25, 30 minutes a game, and he's scoring some points. So he's somebody that... Uh, you know, you got to look at. He's getting rebounds as well. He has at least 10 in three of his last four games. There's a guy that I actually wanted to ask you about because I completely missed him last night. I didn't have any shares of him, and a lot of sharp guys that I know did. Um, what do you know about Dwight Powell from Dallas? Because he has been putting up some pretty solid numbers, and he's basically min-price. You know, he could be the guy that you need on this slate to open up the, you know, the path to the guys that you really want to use and the value. Uh, he had... 32 DraftKings points last night, 24, 18, 20, the three games before that. And his price is only 3400 So at that price, I think that he's somebody that, you know, I really need to look into more. I don't know much about him, to be honest. Yeah, he's a big upside power forward, and he's just a banger. 2014 second-round pick, pick 45 overall. Um, does have, you know, I think he's really just a DK play only because he has double-double upside, and he actually hit that on the nose uh, yesterday in Toronto with 10 and 10 mm-hmm. with three assists and two steals. Um, we'll, we'll block a shot for you, but hasn't been consistent enough in terms of shot blocking uh, overall. But I, I'm with you. I haven't been on him because he isn't in the starting lineup. So you really are um, going full lottery ticket mode here uh, on Dwight um, Powell if you get there. But you see what the games that he's been putting up, it's all putbacks and, and bang, banging the glass. And you know like when they have like a guy like uh, Zaza Pachulia up front, um, 
that you don't feel like this that's a guy who's going to consistently play 36 points uh, I'm sorry 36 minutes at the center position so he's beginning a little bit of the four a little bit of the five uh, full glass cleaner type guy and you know sure makes some sense you you get you get him near min salary so yeah so just full glass cleaner cleaner mode a guy that's um, I'm probably not going to be on. I know the people, you know, uh, benefited from getting the double double option f- uh, from him. But the way I'm looking at this is, is I would actually rather just um, go Nico Miritich for 6,700 and and pay up and still like you can still get a discount off of Gasol and Favors and and Bosch who are some of the top options, but not some of the uh, the be- but not some of the best potential guys that you can use. Um, you know, in, in terms of uh, going super cheap, I I'm okay with anybody who wants to go super cheap with the White Pal, but I'm probably gonna um, lean towards going um, in the Nico Meritage range where I don't have to pay full value. But there's, you know, um, but you have let's see here um, upside like 22 and six, 18 and nine with two steals and and a, and a block like he did, uh, you know, uh, 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 on the road against Brooklyn. I don't think you can really expect anything of that sort from, you know, some of these other guys in that range like the Dwight Powell's. So um, how do you feel about Nico um, against OKC? And are you concerned at all about with, with the matchup versus Ibaka? Or can you, are you comfortable enough to play him in that spot? I mean, I think he's one of the guys that I like a little bit more if I'm paying up. The biggest concern I actually have is recently – you know, he just hasn't been producing. The first couple games, he came out on fire, and, you know, you and I were both on him to start the season. But that entire Chicago front court to me, really needs an injury. I don't care which one of them it happens to, but as a DFS player right. with the four of them there, nobody's really getting enough minutes to, you know, with, to with give me that big upside. With the exception of Butler. I'm going to, I'm going to say, Oh, well, no, no, no. I mean, I'm just, I'm sorry. I meant the front court, like just the, just the big guys that they have, you know, like in the, in the back with Taj, oh, and yeah, Noah, yeah, yes. right. you know, if they're all playing like 20 to 28 minutes, I'm not, you know, even some of them might pay off their salary during that time. A few of the prices have come down already on some of these guys, but like, I want a guy in my roster who's going to play 35, 36 minutes, because if you give any one of those four 36 minutes, they're going to, you know, produce, basically 50% above the, you know, where they're producing now because they're all playing about 24 minutes. So if one of them, you know, happens to get hurt at some point, then the other three are going to benefit because they're each going to wind up splitting an extra, you know, six to ten minutes each. And that'll really help them all out and, and help them all, you know, be better options for fantasy. But with the four of them in there and it all crowded, you know, we haven't been seeing the upside really from those guys. So it makes it a little bit more risky for me to roll any of them out there knowing that, you know, even a good game is probably not going to be enough to, you know, help me win a tournament. Yeah, the only issue that I have with Marvin Williams is his price is starting to go upward here at at 4500. I was felt much more comfortable when he was in the 3500 range on the 30th. There so it was also it's going to be a lot tougher for him for him to meet value. Having said that, Charlotte has been in a pretty good groove uh here uh, overall. So um, and like we said, Dallas is never anybody defensively that we ever have to worry about overall. I think you're gonna you're gonna see you know consistent 200x plus totals, especially when they sort of get going with Wesley Matthews and Chandler Parsons, and they can sort of uh, you know run a, a little bit more rather than using some of these uglier options like Jeremy Evans and you you know just guys that we know that aren't going to be you know regular 20x plus minutes um, in that rotation there. So I'm. I'm okay with for I would have been okay with Farid if it wasn't Utah. Um, I'm still okay with Ibaka. We've got Ibaka at 6,200 overall, so I think he's definitely has 
a guy who has potential upside. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, let's see here. Yeah, I don't. I don't really hate Ibaka either. He's the other guy that I was kind of looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think I'm going to pay up for for Chris Bosh in this spot, and I'm, I'm I don't think either. I'm paying. Yeah, Gasol is another guy who, again, same problem that you know I'm having with Chicago is if none of these guys are playing big minutes, I can't expect any of them to have a big game. You know, and none of them are exactly cheap either. You know. Oh, you know, speaking of cheap, this is what I wanted to mention. I'm glad you said that because I almost skipped over this. Trevor Booker, if he's the guy who gets into the lineup ahead of um, Derek Favors, um, along with if he gets paired with Gobert at the four, um, I'm going to be interested in him. I know that he got 27 minutes and didn't do a ton with it. But if you take a look at some of the game logs last season when he was getting 20 to 33 minutes, uh, 33 minutes against Minnesota, which I believe is the matchup for Thursday, 17 and 13 with two blocks there. Um, got 32 minutes the game before that, 12 uh, points, uh, three rebounds, two blocks there. So he for for min salary that's he's easily going to be able to pay off the price tag if he's going to get it to into double digits and you know give you five six plus uh rebounds so he has you know 10 yeah. 10 rebound upside and can can shoot actually um from the outside as a as a like you know stretch stretch ish four so i'm okay mm-hmm. with with trevor booker if that's the, the the guy that they decide to roll in the start line if it's like um somebody else in that, like you know, Jeff Withy, or um, they decide to give you know more minutes to uh, Trey Trey Lyles for whatever reason. Um, I'm not going to be nearly as uh, interested, but Trevor Booker for for um, you know GPPs or just as a min salary to fill out a punt play a power forward in a cash game. I will definitely be okay with if that's the route they decide to go. Yeah, if favors if favors is out, I think he might be like almost an auto start. To be yeah, honest, yeah, you're he's gonna you're gonna see a ton of ownership from a lot of the sharp players overall because mm-hmm. it's gonna be able to open up so much else. Um, you know, you know, in terms of you know what we maybe you actually be able to get to squeeze KD in um, at the small forward rather than having you do some of these cheaper options if you get to use Trevor Booker at three K. Yep. Uh, all right. Um, let's see here before we get into the center position here. Finally, Benny, just to let you know that if you're staring at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, "I would love to challenge just one of his players, but not his entire team," but your fantasy sports service doesn't allow you to do so, well, now you can with the all-new No Halftime app. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can pit ODB versus Megatron, LeBron versus Melo, Trout versus A Rod. Creating a challenge takes seconds, and accepting challenges are even easier. No halftime challenges can be private or public and created for the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy awaits you. Visit NoHalftime.com for more information and download the No Halftime app for your iPhone and Android device. Receive a bonus by entering the promo code ROTOWIRE at sign-up. No halftime where the fantasy sports season never takes a break. All right, back. We're back from our break, Benny. Here, finally, we're wrap a bow on this podcast here at the center position. A couple interesting guys here overall, but I want to get your take on uh, how you're going to approach it for Thursday. Well, the first guy who I've been looking at um, has been Hassan Whiteside, yeah. and he has been, you know, coming back to that guy that Peace mode was, mm-hmm. yeah, was basically like an auto start for about two straight weeks in DFS mm-hmm. last year, where he was just putting up just monster numbers. He has. 23-14 and 14 in the last game. Uh, that was against Atlanta, so a pretty good defensive matchup. Uh, I think Dwight Howard was actually in when they played Houston the game before that. 25-15 and 15 he put up against them. Uh, you kind of saw a little bit of it coming in that Cleveland game when he started uh, 11 points, 9 rebounds. He's playing over 
36, 33, and 31 minutes in the last three games, too. So he's back to getting that full allotment of minutes that we like to see out of him. Uh, he's getting blocked shots. He's got 12 blocked shots in the last three games. So, you know, he is somebody at, you know, his, his price has come up. He was 65 to start the season, jumped to 73 against Atlanta, and then he put up back-to-back, you know, 55 and 49-point games. So now he's probably going to be in that 73 range. If his price doesn't jump up too much, I think he would probably be the top option that I'm on. I also uh, don't hate Gobert. I think he's in a decent spot. His price is at a, right above 7000 mm-hmm. Uh put up about 30, 36 points a game. So he's a little below where I would want to see him. But I think that if Favors is out, he could do a little bit more of the rebounding. He could wind up with all the rebounds in that game. Might also be asked to do a little more on the offensive end. So I think that would be enough for me to look at him as well. And then the third guy is uh, Carl Anthony Towns, basically mm-hmm. because his price is only around $6,000. You know, he's already put up a 57-point game. Of course, his first two games were against the Lakers in Denver. And then he had an okay game against Portland in a few less minutes. He was in a little bit of foul trouble. I want to see him against a decent defensive team. So this will be a good matchup with Miami because the Lakers and Denver are two of the worst defensive teams we have. So I want to temper my expectations a little bit because, you know, Everybody's been putting up numbers on those guys. So I want to see him put up numbers against somebody else first before I, you know, make this guy kind of a staple in my roster until he comes up from that $6,000 price tag. Yeah, I, I like that there as well. Somebody else I want to mention too that, like, is has just off to such a bad start that nobody ever really wants to pay attention to him, but will we'll be on the radar and will be a guy to jump in on as soon as I see a consistent game or maybe a consistent game or two from him is Myers Leonard at 4,500. You can't play him at all right now, but he's on the radar and he's a stretch four who can hit Trey. So it's like you could, you could see some Ryan Anderson numbers with better rebounding um, because he is getting the minutes, but he just isn't getting the production. So that's like, you know, in my back pocket, but not a, a play that I'm pulling out today. Um, Al Jefferson also, I think this might be actually a spot where I want to just set up a GPP lineup with him because he hasn't really gotten it done in terms of scoring overall. And this is maybe sort of related to, you know, like, a, uh, you know, a different like, offensive philosophy that's happening here with Nicholas Batum finally getting some shots and Kemba Waka, uh, Waka 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 being productive. But uh, Dallas is one of the best spots that you're going to get with, you know, Zaza Pachulia slash, you know, Dwight uh, Powell or however they end up splitting it up. So I could make a case for him today uh, at home against Charlotte. Charlotte coming on, on the back-to-back, maybe a potential letdown after that blowout game. Um, but I do like Gobert, like you said, it's particularly especially if um, um, he has a, a potential for a bigger offensive role if favor sits. But my top two options are probably going to be Carl Anthony Towns. You're still getting a nice discount for him at 6,100, and he's getting the minutes. You you do expect a little bit of inconsistency, but you see the upside there as well. 28 and 14 with four blocks, eight blocks in his last two games. Completely legit and not a guy that's going to sit. It's going to stay at the, in the low 6K range overall. And I'm with you 100%. I think we have to try to get in, Hassan Whiteside, Whiteside in as many lines as possible. We're probably going to see another uh, uptick in in price from 7300 because he's you know he's going for for 20 and 10 and he's in that um in that groove there like he was last season um but if we're able to roll like a trevor booker into our lineup or um, um make a case for some of these small uh, cheaper options like we did at small forward then hassan whiteside is i think a, a guy that we definitely have to try to anchor our team and build around overall uh, anybody else that we can slide down to uh, that we can uh, sort of you can feel okay with 
Um, overall, I, I don't think I can... Joffrey Lavernier is somebody I would have felt better about if he cracked the lineup for Tuesday. He's got a back injury. Um, mm. And if it wasn't Utah, then I think we would have been in a better spot. So he's going to be a no for me today. But Enos Cantor, um, coming off the bench, has been okay. He's got a double-double in um, two out of the four games that he started overall. And the rebounding numbers have been uh, been solid. I have a little bit of concern about his offensive role. Um, and, you, and the only issue that you really have here is the minutes have just been uneven. I would have felt yeah. better if he was in a, like the 25 to 28 range, but he's sitting in the 17 to 24. Yeah. The so. other, the other problem I have with him is he's the same price as Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And if you're going to use one of those two guys, to me, it's 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 Towns easy because he's seeing more minutes, mm-hmm. playing on a higher paced team, and he's a starter. Like you know, for the most part, Cantor's coming off the bench. You know, he is getting more minutes, you know, in some of the recent games, but he's not even really playing half a game at this point. So, you know, I mean, he was good last year when Durant was out for a while. I thought he put up some really good numbers. I thought that the idea was, you know, Steven Adams being in there for a little more defense, but, you know, I think he's still got to find the spot for Cantor. It's amazing to me that this guy was able to put up numbers in Utah and OKC, and neither one of them has him as a top option right now. All right, can you just say your last point again? Yeah. So, okay. So I got you. Okay, go yeah, ahead. It's, it's amazing to me that, you know, he was in OKC last year and now he's, uh, or I mean, he's in OKC this year and he was in Utah last year. And neither one of those teams wanted him as their top option at center. You know, they went, basically Utah got rid of him and everybody thought they were crazy and look how that turned out better with Gobert. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now that OKC had last year and used him to, you know, put up some points and help them. Now they basically have him playing behind Steven Adams, who we all know is, uh, you know, a good defensive player, a very good rebounder, but it's kind of limited offensively. So I don't know what that really says about Cantor and, uh, you know, where he goes from here in his career. Yeah, I think it's what it says to me is like he's just not like a they they want to they want to take advantage of his offensive skill set and he isn't enough of a defensive stalwart to sort of just play the you know garbage man role there, and you know that Ibaka. Um, wants to be able to score and, and and play third fiddle in that offense. So, you know, you need somebody to sort of do what Roberson does and sit there and, you know, do what they were asked to do and really and, and play defense. And that's mm-hmm. like sort of Steven Adams' role. And they're hoping like Cantor can be like six man out of, as, as you know, off the bench as, at the center position, which. Yeah, the guy in the second team that gets, you know, the offense going and all that. Right, because you know that Westbrook and, and Kevin Durant are just basically going to get all the shots and they should get all the shots. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, until something happens, like, you know, with like Westbrook or Kevin Durant, you know, missing some games here, we're probably just not going to make enough of a case. You're, you're, you're dead on about the price. I think as, far, as low as we can pr- realistically go and have. Have a good shot to still drive value is probably Carl Anthony Towns on the on the on the Thursday slate. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast for Thursday. Don't forget you can always reach Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. You can check me out on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Thanks for listening. You can always subscribe on Stitcher and iTunes. Make sure you uh, subscribe, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. Thanks for listening, everybody, and stay tuned for the Friday edition. We'll have a full um, positional breakdown. Benny and I will be back. Uh, filling in uh, for the RotoWire DFS podcast with a full position breakdown. And then on the Saturday show, we'll have our ownership percentages and some NBA plays for you uh, as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. 